to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown, come! Who? McPherson, the Who? sophomore. Who is Jayton Gum? Oh, he just made a name for himself right there. College. Man goes in motion. Southwestern loads the box. Hill running to the near sideline and is in. Touchdown Bulldogs. The wild Mish works again and they engineer a game. Go ahead. Touchdown drive. And pro sports. And two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Sends a ball well hit into left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome into another episode of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell, as it is uh, our last, our last, our last episode before 2021. I know this year has been uh, crazy, um, but it's our last show, and then we get to hopefully have a great 2021. It's just, <laughs> I know we're not going to look back on it. Nobody wants to look back on it, so we're just going to turn the page on 2020 after this episode again and get, get into January. We got a lot of sports coming up in January. We're not going to have our show because... We got the winter moratorium for high school sports coming up. We got other things going on where there's not going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. So we like to enjoy our families, enjoy the holidays as well. So either way, I want to get that out there and let you know that this is going to be our last episode of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich until January, uh, that first week in January when we come back and get a enjoy 2021 we'll talk about playoff football then we'll talk about uh the college football playoffs and all of that crazy stuff going on uh come january either way we do have some stuff to get to right now we do have uh high school basketball still going strong we had a couple games on tuesday steve at the roundhouse eldon call them games they ended relatively quickly uh McPherson took care of El Dorado like we knew they would, especially in that girls contest, 74-25. Boys get the 65-54 win. Um, but then we got a lot more basketball on the way next, uh, coming up on Friday and on Saturday. So we got a, a full slate ahead of us. But the big news that I want to get to and I know we want to talk about is Coach Kinneman, 500 wins at McPherson. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's done it in just over 25 years. So he's averaging about – 20 wins a year. If you go to midkansasonline.com, uh, I wrote a column day how Coach Kinneman has continued the legacy. Uh, it actually started with Jack Randall. I didn't mention in my column, but Jack Randall in the early 30s, uh, and then when Jay Frazier came along. Uh, Jay Frazier is the one that really put bullpup basketball on the map. Mike Henson continued it. Kirk Kinneman has continued it. 
I would take the McPherson program against any in the state. They have won over 1,400 games uh, since uh, 1938. Uh, you know, that's just, you know, in 84 years, that's an incredible uh, number of wins. But, uh, you know, Coach Kinnaman got to 500 wins before he got to 100 losses, and that is just an amazing, amazing stat. Uh, he's won three state championships, and five times the Bullpups have gotten second in the state tournament, three years in a row to Miege. So, you know, to make the state championship game 11 times, there's a lot of schools that'd like to make it once. <laughs> yeah. Just since uh, Kinnaman's been here uh, 11 times. Mike Henson, uh, of course, coached four state championship teams. Jay had three. So, you know, you're looking at, what, 13 state championships for the boys. Uh, the girls, I believe, are at, uh, I want to say, 10. Uh, Coach Hoffman had two. Schaefer, Scott Schaefer had four. Uh, I believe Strathman has had four. So uh, it's either nine or ten. I can't remember. Chris might just have three. It might just be nine. But, you know, we thought last year maybe it was going to be ten. But, of course, COVID wiped it out. But uh, a great time at the Roundhouse on Tuesday. McPherson girls, uh, uh, you know, they had kind of the game they needed to have because they got a brutal week coming up. Tomorrow night, Dodd City comes in, the number eighth-ranked team in 6A. They've been getting closer every year. Uh, you know, we've been playing Dodd City the last few years. Dodd City gets closer and closer every year. Dodge is not lost this year. And then the boys' game, Dodge City will come in with that confounding 1-3-1 zone, play a little 2-3. Uh, they'll dare the Bullpups to shoot the three. And so far, McPherson has shot the three pretty well. So uh, it's Wall of Fame night on Friday. At the Roundhouse, there will be a big class coming in. I'll have a story posted in the morning. I've already had stories, you know, on the people that are going in, but I'll have another one uh, on uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then both bullpup teams get on the bus. Uh, they head to Kansas City. The girls are going to play Barstow, Missouri at 2.30 as part of the 810 shootout up at Avila University. We've played in this uh, showcase before. They really do a good job. Haven't heard about fans if any fans are allowed um, I'm not sure what the rules are in Missouri we haven't gotten the word yet and then the McPherson boys play Olathe South a ranked team in 6A probably be an underdog in that game but McPherson has played very well up there uh, at the varsity showcase so hopefully uh, both teams can win on Friday win on Saturday and then on Tuesday the Bullpups go to Bueller so uh, I think Bueller's been in COVID so I don't know how many games they have played. I know they're. I don't think their boys have played yet. I'm not sure about their girls, but uh, hopefully we'll get those games in Tuesday and then have a nice Christmas break. Yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit chaotic. I did was able to reach out to the SID at Avila University. He actually emailed me probably about five minutes before we got on air and said they we are all good to go. They're going to have the games like everything's going on. They still still to this moment don't know about Missouri fans specifically in that and there. So they're going to work that out. We should know more by tomorrow hopefully and we can see how well, Avila University is about you take a step and you're in Kansas and yes. then you take a step over and you're in Missouri and then you got Avila right there so uh, Avila almost feels like it's in Kansas it's so narrowly over the Missouri line but uh, we've gone up there before uh, nice place to play uh, probably seats about 2,500 to 3,000 maybe. So if they do let fans, everybody will be able to social distance. But 215, or I'm sorry, 230, and then probably around 415, hopefully, uh, maybe a little after 415. And, uh, you know, be on the road by 615, get home a little after 930 probably. Um, I know there was one year we went up to the showcase. The girls played their game on Friday night. We spent the night up there. Uh, in a hotel 
uh, because the boys were supposed to play the next day, but they had such a bad ice storm. I can remember Nick Gosnell was still uh, doing play-by-play back then, and Nick and I came home the next morning after they canceled the games, and I don't think we ever went over 35 yeah. the whole way. It took us like six hours yep. to get home from Kansas City. That's how much of an ice storm we had. Well, hey. I'm glad the weather's good now. We had that little bit of weather spell earlier this week, but hey, it's supposed to be good, so hopefully uh, we don't have those issues, knock on wood. I did want to get back really quick to that Coach Kinnaman, 500 victories, 84% win percentage. You know, from an outsider, I'll say this. From an outsider coming in, I've only been here since August, you know, I know you've talked to my ear off about how great our the basketball program is here. And and I've been through, in my hometown, Mason City, Iowa, I've had, you know, Jeff Horner, Dean Oliver, basketball players, Greg Brunus from Charles City from Iowa that played at University of Iowa and, and were good basketball players. And, and I've they won state championships. And, but when I tell people the – and I show them the stats and I show, look at the, the team that I'm covering and, and – they're always blown away and they always ask if I'm, I'm almost lying about it <laughs> because it's just I, I almost like think that a lot of times you guys here in McPherson kind of can take it for granted how great the program is well that's the thing uh sometimes we maybe get too comfortable yep. with the success that we've had but we've got great fans yes uh, I still say the best fans most knowledgeable fans uh they know what the game of basketball is about they know what good basketball is and and you know like you say Kurtz won 84 percent of his games Mike Henson won 88 percent of his games Mike was here really in the golden decade to me of McPherson basketball the 1990s McPherson won six state championships uh in a stretch of 10 years and that was just amazing and then you know Poor old Jay Frazier. All he did was win 76% of his games. People forget that. (laughs) But Jay won three state championships. And I was very fortunate to be here at the end of Jay's uh, career. Uh, And and really, uh, and I wrote this in my column. It was kind of sad that uh, toward the end of Jay's career, uh, the Bullpups simply didn't have the talent that they've had really in the last 30 years, uh, maybe 40 years. Uh, Had a couple losing seasons in there. And the town was very tough on Jay and you know uh, they they said man it's time maybe for somebody else and the game's passing by but Jay had a tremendous basketball mind he was old school uh, you know he was an old school guy uh, and then Mike was a little of the po- you know he was a little opposite Mike was very bullpup teams were very freewheeling wide open probably the best group of athletes uh, I think he probably coached the best group of athletes but Coach Kinneman has had an incredible group of athletes too uh, you know, you look at – he's had uh, several uh, Mr. Basketballs uh, in Kansas since he's been here, uh, you know, and just great players. And uh, it's just been – it's been fun for me. It's, it's it's probably one of the things that's kept me in McPherson is covering uh, McPherson basketball. I think the funniest thing about the 500 wins, though, was Coach Kinneman's reaction, and we'll get to that right now. It makes me feel old. <laughs> I mean, no other way to say it. Uh very fortunate obviously you know this is uh if you want to be a high school basketball coach in the state of kansas this is where you want to be and so uh, i've been very fortunate to be here uh for this is my 26th year and uh you know 500 is just a testament to all the guys that we've had and, and uh testament to to my assistant coaches who are who are outstanding I did want to say right there, the, the funniest part about that is I cut it off, but because he asked right after that, 
Where's the losses? How many losses? And he was so happy that he didn't get he got to five. Yeah, and I told him after the game, ninety nine was actually ninety four. Yeah, I didn't have that stat, you know, handy at that time. But uh, you know, you look at what Kurt's done in his career. You count the years at Canton Gala. That so he's got five hundred and twenty five wins. And then you look at his brother Clint. Uh, I think Clint's won three or four state championships. Had a great run at St. John. Now he's down at Wichita East. They just beat Wichita Carroll, which was a huge victory for them on Tuesday. And Kurt's going to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, Keisha's Hall of Fame. He ought to be in as a player. He averaged uh, 30 points a game in high school. Uh, was one of the premier players. Of course, had a great career at Hutch Juco and then ended up being an all-KCAC player at McPherson College. So I have no doubt that someday, you know, he'll be in the Keisha Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Shane Cordell's going in this year. And, and Shane won 604 games. And, and, you know, I look in the area – you know, Shane won 604 games. Kurtz won 525. Vance Unrout, Mound Ridge, has been over 500. Uh, you know, Vance is like, I think he's in his 34th year at Mound Ridge. People forget how good Mound Ridge mm-hmm. was in the uh, 1990s and early 2000s. They were just cranking out state championships left and right down there. So, been very fortunate to have so many great coaches in the area. Now, we did have other games go on on Tuesday as well, besides the ones that went on the roundhouse. I don't want to go through all of them, but one thing that really stuck out, stood out to me, rather, was Elyria Christian Boys and Girls. Um, they lost games against Berean Academy. But they, Sedgwick. They lost. No, well, they were supposed to play Sedgwick. Right. And then they got that canceled, and it was literally they were pr- getting ready for practice, not planning on playing a games, got a call, and next thing you know, they go down. I know they didn't get the outcome, but to be able to still compete is great for that. Well, you need practice to prepare for Berean Academy. Yeah. Berean has been one of the top programs. Uh, Lewis Wiebe is one of the all-time great coaches probable hall of famer himself he's he's got a system over there at, at berean they're boys and girls they play very slow down disciplined patterned basketball and to not have any practice and then play berean you know in an hour's notice that was really tough for them uh one of the things that really stood out to me on tuesday was smoky valley's girls yes and uh, they went to heston and beat heston in double overtime and uh, that's the first time they have won at Heston, I believe, since the 2004-05 season. Larry Vanderwig has that team rolling uh, 4-0. They were 6-15 and last year. And I think it kind of started, you know, they've got some of those girls from the volleyball team that got second in the state. Yeah. That confidence from volleyball has carried over onto the basketball court. And uh, what a great start for Smoky Valley. And then you look at uh, a couple of the other things. I thought the Inman boys winning at Sterling might be a game changer for the Teutons. They've started kind of slow. But uh, to anytime you win at Sterling, that is a huge win. It is tough to win over at Sterling High School. And and we know Inman's got the talent. They just got a late start, uh, you know, to their uh, basketball season because of football. They missed that first week of practice. And Coach Frey said there was a lot of hurt, uh, you know, with those guys on the team because they really felt like they should have been playing for a state championship. And maybe they just 
mentally weren't quite ready to make such a quick transition to basketball. But I think you're going to see the Inman boys really start to pick it up after Christmas. Yeah, as we look to the standings, uh, you know, little we expected. Little River, Heston, all undefeated, all number one ranked. Right. And McPherson right there at fifth fifth ranked at 2-1 uh, and one on the year. Obviously took, took a very uh, hard loss against Andover, a, go, a very good 5A, number one ranked team in 5A. Girls, like you did mention, Smoky Valley still undefeated at 4-0. and McPherson at 3-0. and I think we uh, we all expected McPherson to be where they're at, but like you said, Smoky Valley, where they're at right now and how they're performing, and I agree with you 110%, Steve. I think that confidence from volleyball is transferring over for them. And I think that's one thing that we can always get back to is, is you know, a lot of times you hear about, especially basketball, where kids will focus on individual sports. And this just shows that when you have, you know, compete in opposite sports or different sports throughout the year and continue that competitive edge, it can transfer over into those other sports. Oh, without doubt. It's all about confidence. You know, I like the standings on the girls. Smokey 4-0, McPherson 3-1. I did have a mistake there. I just noticed I got a Larry Christian at 4-1. They're 3-2. But Mount Ridge girls four and one off to a real nice start vicky kessler's got a nice team down there a really good uh kind of three-headed monster if you will uh courtney cobbin's been shooting the lights out from three points so far this year uh she's had five in a game four in a game kate eichelberger maybe the best post player in the area the six foot junior and then uh, aaron durst a really nice guard uh, for Coach Kessler, uh, really plays all over the floor. Uh, if, if they needed her to score more, she probably would. But, uh, you know, that's a real nice three-player, uh, you know, three players to lead a team. And then you look at the other teams, uh, they're all around 500 or maybe just a little under. So uh, we're getting right near the end of area basketball. And the schedule's so fluid. I just found yeah. out Little River girls have picked up a game for Friday. They're going to be on the road to Hartford. I think that's somewhere – over by Emporia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never been to Hartford. Don't know. But anyway, um, there's games that kind of getting picked up. You talked to Coach Raleigh today. They were trying to pick up a game, I know you said. Yep. So, so you know, sometimes we don't even know when there's games and they just – pop up yeah we're trying to do the best we can to keep track of it um again you can always tune in for the high school coaches show on saturday and we try to recap throughout the week as much as we can um it is a very fluid situation so we do ask for patience when we have that either way we got more sports to get to on this episode of lunchtime sports sandwich we do have some college basketball to talk about a little bit too so we'll take a break and we'll be back with that with more of the lunchtime sports sandwich after this on 96.7 kbbe Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. Brad can help identify the insurance that best fits you. He prides himself on giving each and every one of his clients the individual attention they deserve. Give Brad a call today at 620-504-5133 or stop into his office at 1607 North Main in McPherson. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. Hello, my name is Dr. Esther Reddick, a board-certified Mayo Clinic-trained ophthalmologist in McPherson at 901 North Main. Your safety is our top priority. Regular eye exams are a vital part of your overall health care. Good vision is not always a guarantee of good eye health. Some eye diseases can develop without warning signs or vision changes. Regular eye exams help keep you seeing your very best. Your eyes, your health, our passion. Call 245-0556 to set up an appointment. 
Our holiday celebrations might look a little different this year, but as a community, we have much to be thankful for. When you're looking for a new bank, remember People's Bank and Trust. We have personal or business loans that will fit you, and our convenient services will make your life easier. Pair that with our smiling faces and customer service, and you'll know you are in the right place. From all of us at People's Bank and Trust, Merry Christmas. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. McPherson Center for Health is pleased to announce that the Hess Fitness Center is once again accessible 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We've taken extra measures to make this space safe and enjoyable for you to get back to your fitness routine. For more information and special instructions prior to your visit, please go to www.mcphersonhospital.org or call 620-241-2251, extension 176. Is that you, McPherson? This is Julie with RC Heating and Cooling. Did you hear what I heard? It's the most wonderful time of the year, and here at RC, we want you to have a comfortable holly jolly Christmas. Whether you're wanting a cold white Christmas or wishing you were saying mele kliki maka, we hope you stay warm when it's cold outside. Call us at 620-241-2787. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad from RC Heating and Cooling. Well, the holidays are here, and so is a festive new Nextech wireless deal. Loyal customers and newbies alike, trade in your tired old device, get a new phone on us. Stuck somewhere else? No worries. We'll pay off your contract so you're free to switch and free to choose your new free phone. So visit the right people with the right deals and get the best phone on the best network. It's time for something different. Next Tech Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell. We got other basketball to get to right now. We got college basketball. Had a pretty big win yesterday for uh, the McPherson women, getting a win over inter-county rival Bethany, 60-58. to An interesting contest. And then we had actually a, a bigger game, almost a bigger upset, earlier in the week on Monday for, for the men as well, Steve. Yeah, what a great week it's been so far for McPherson College. Uh, the men wrapped up their 2020 portion of the schedule, went up to the concrete jungle up at Ottawa. Very difficult place to win. Still didn't have their full complement of players, but they beat defending KCAC champion Ottawa in double overtime, 103 to 99. Jaquan Chestnut uh, had 28 points in that game, and Jaquan is a player that's just starting to get comfortable. He's a junior college transfer. He's a great athlete. Uh, it's just taking him a little time to get uh, adjusted to the way uh, Coach Eskelson, uh, you know, his system. But uh, he has really taken off the last two games. So that's a big win for Mac. Three and four in the KCAC. Five and four overall. They'd lost four in a row after starting 4-0. They're a team that, you know, has been hit by COVID really hard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they still don't have all their players. And then yesterday, excuse me, I was watching the stream of that Mac women's game, and I watched the start. And they were down 16-3 to after a quarter. And when it got to 31-10, I just turned it off for a while. <laughs> I said, well, I'll turn in, you know, about the fourth quarter and see what's going on. Well, I turn it on, the Bulldogs are ahead. They scored 29 
points in 10 minutes in the third quarter. And they end up beating Bethany 60-58. to Bethany was thought of as a preseason championship contender. And now when you look at the standings, the Bulldogs are the ones uh, that may be the top contender to Sterling. Sterling right now is just running away with the conference. Somehow Sterling has been able to play 16 games. Jeez. Uh, you know, 12 in the conference. They're 12-0 in the conference. The Bulldogs are Four and two. So the Bulldogs, of course, they had six games in a row postponed due to COVID. And, and you know, they're still, uh, you know, they didn't get a practice for a couple weeks. And that really, you know, due to COVID, that really hurt them. And they've started slow in both games. But what a great comeback win. And that's with Brittany Roberts, an All-American who averages 28 points, scoring three. So it shows the Bulldogs are more than just Brittany Roberts. The MAC women now, they got to avoid the letdown. Saturday night, they go to Oklahoma Wesleyan for the final game of the 2020 portion of the schedule. They beat Wesleyan here earlier this year. That was a game that was tight all the way, and then the Bulldogs in the final three minutes pulled away after only being up a couple. They end up winning that game by 12. So that'll be a tough game. Anytime you make that long trip to Bartlesville and you know Christmas is right around the corner, yeah. uh, keeping your focus is going to be the big thing. And then you look at Central. Central's been off. Uh, we haven't even had to talk about them. Yeah. They have been off for a, almost a month. Yep. They come back right after Christmas. Central men are three and one, and the women are one and four. Yeah, it's weird. You mentioned Sterling with sixteen games. <laughs> you look at the Central Christian with five games for the women and only four games. How about St. Mary men? Yeah, one game. Yeah, it's amazing. St. Mary women have played two games. St. Mary, uh, they kind of took a little different uh, outlook than than everybody else. Uh, they just basically decided that sports in twenty twenty one. Uh, it's just not going to happen, except for their cross-country teams, yeah. which are nationally ranked. They had their cross-country season, but, of course, that was outside, and you can have social distancing in cross-country. But all their other sports, uh, I think they end up playing – finally played four football games uh, they didn't play for about the played one game the first six weeks and then didn't play any for a long time and and uh, but their basketball teams I, I, I don't know how the KCAC is actually gonna figure all this out yeah. I don't know if they're gonna get all the games in I don't know how you figure out a the conference standings <laughs> because you got some games or some teams with 10 10 games some with 12. You look at McPherson, they've got six. Uh, you know, it's just crazy uh, how they're going to figure all this out. I think York is another one of those schools. I think they've only, get, they've only played three conference games. So uh, at some point they're going to get it all figured out. And hopefully this vaccine, you know, we get the vaccine out and and maybe we can kind of get some sense of normalcy back in 2021. Yeah, that's actually been my feeling, Steve, not just with college basketball, with, with McPherson College and all that, but like, overall college football for me i said this the other day i have not watched much football it's it's hard for me right now to watch a lot of sports because it just doesn't feel normal and it's so hard to like okay like prime example okay i hate iowa state with a passion and i'll say that every day to anybody to their face hate them I'm from Iowa. I'm Iowa hawkeye and a k-state i'm a k-state wildcat but i love the iowa hawkeyes okay iowa state is a sixth ranked team in, in the college football playoffs and they lost at home week one by two touchdowns to louisiana yeah okay then they played a k-state team that was minus a whole bunch of players and you know beat them down so i'm already angry about that they didn't play iowa this year no any either way so just 
to wrap up thinking about that, they're the number six ranked team in, the, in, in college football playoffs. It blows my mind. Should not be there. That's my opinion. And if you're an Iowa State fan hearing this, I don't care. It is what <laughs> well, it is. I, th- I, I think the whole college football season is kind of an – it's a wash to yes. me anyway because some teams played eight games. Some teams played nine games. Some pl- – Ohio State's played five games. Yeah. Uh, they'll play their sixth on Saturday. But I've just kind of looked at college football as a wash this year. Yeah, it's so hard for me to do either way. And that's what I, I feel bad for these athletes. On We're talking about Mac men and women and, and, and Central College and all that. Having to play, thinking you're going to have this many games, and then you just don't know. And that's what we talk about when we talk about it's a fluid situation and they're doing the best they can. Well, one sport, you know, tonight McPherson High has their home wrestling opener against Washburn Rural is a home opener but against Washburn Rural and Winfield, and that's a sport I really wondered if they were going to have it all, but so far uh, they've made it very safe apparently, and uh, they're they're getting their matches in. One thing I did want to say too is Iowa basketball beat Iowa State 105 to 77, 28 <laughs> point victory, biggest ever. So any Iowa State fan again hearing this, ha 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 ha. Either way, we're it's time for another break here on the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. We'll talk about some pro sports when we get back after this on 96.7 KBBE. Hi friends, this is Dana Sammer. People often ask me if and when they can switch from one Medicare supplement to another. The answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. Playing Santa isn't always easy, so why not this year give the gift that anyone will enjoy? Give Visa gift cards from Great Plains Federal Credit Union in McPherson. It's the gift that makes your job as Santa so much easier. Let the friendly and helpful elves at Great Plains Federal Credit Union make you a Santa Claus success. Stop by and get your Visa gift cards today. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, 720 North Main in McPherson. An equal housing lender, member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? Why they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Jim LaDuke today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. The season of holiday spirit is in the air, but make sure your holidays are accident-free. Your Board of Public Utilities reminds you to take a few safety precautions. Check indoor and outdoor lighting for the UL seal of approval. Make sure there are no frayed cords or broken sockets. Never use indoor lights for decorating outside your home. Keep lights away from the water source of your Christmas tree to avoid shock. Don't leave decorative lights on all night or when you're away from home. Your Board of Public Utilities wishes you and yours holiday safety as you celebrate Christmas. 
And welcome back into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. Nathan Sage with Steve Sell. We got about uh, about 10 minutes left on the show, so we got to talk some pro sports, obviously. Uh, first thing that I wanted to get to, and I love it, um, on Wednesday, MLB Commissioner Rod, Rob Manfred announced sorry, <clears throat> that MLB is officially elevating the Negro Leagues to major league status, culminating the centennial celebration of the founding of the Negro Leagues. MLB is proud to highlight the contributions of the pioneers who played from 1920 to 1948. Quote, all of us who love baseball have, have long known that the Negro Leagues produced many of our game's best players, innovations, and triumphs against the backdrop of injustice. We are now grateful to count the players of the Negro Leagues where they belong as major leaguers within the official historical record. I absolutely love it. I think it's a long time overdue. Um, one thing that I... I love is, and I know you do too, is baseball. I love the history of baseball and everything. And I feel like kids growing up don't know that history about the Negro Leagues, don't Not know anything all. about it. It's it's the hidden thing about baseball. And to be able to open that door and open that book up is just amazing to me. Well, I still consider Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson the two most important players in baseball history. The Babe, of course, kind of mm – -hmm. he resurrected the game after the Black Sox scandal. And then, of course, Jackie Robinson became the first African-American to play, uh, opened the door. Uh, I would have really liked to see Josh Gibson play, how he would have done at the major league level because uh, it's Paul Bunyan-esque type stories about Josh Gibson. And, yep. and you like to see guys like Cool Papa Bell. He might have been the Ty Cobb, yeah. you know, of, of that era. Uh, just uh, I'm, I'm glad MLB did this and uh, uh, they recognize – uh, you know, all the uh, accomplishments of those players from that era. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, again, so happy they did it. Either way, you know, I know Kansas City and that aspect, there, it, it should hopefully bring more fans into that Hall of Fame and bring, bring more right. awareness that way as well. So, either way, congratulations and, and great on Major League Baseball for that. Moving now to the NFL. Pittsburgh lost to Buffalo last Sunday, and that moves Kansas City right now back into the number one seed in the AFC. Three weeks left in the regular season. Also, the Saints, uh, who are without Drew Brees, so I don't like to talk much bad about them, but they lost to Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts made his debut. Uh, Green Bay now the number one team in the NFC. Uh, Kansas City on Sunday had a very slow start about, against Miami. As I did mention, for the first time all season long, I watched all football all day on Sunday, and I watched that game against Kansas City. They got behind quickly, two interceptions, not Patrick Mahomes' fault. Uh, one was a little bit overthrown, another was deflected, and then the 30-yard sack. Led to, I believe they were up 10, I want to say. Yeah, it was a 10-0 game. And they came back, stormed right back, led at halftime, and ended up winning 33-27. Kansas City now travels to those Saints. Um, as of now, I don't believe Drew Brees will be in that one. Uh, it's going to be in New Orleans. Ten, the 10-3 sorry, ten and three Saints still with Taysom Hill. I was trying to get that word out. Taysom Hill as as quarterback as of now. Um could be interesting because uh, you just don't know what to expect. Breeze out. Yeah. I, I still think there's an outside chance he might play. But I read a story this week. They said the Chiefs almost looked like they're bored sometimes. Yes. They were up 30-10 to 10 in that game. And they, the problem is their defense just can't protect a big lead. They relax. They give up a couple touchdowns. And then you got Mahomes that has to clean up the mess. That's kind of what he's done all year. When the defense lets the other team back in, then Mahomes always finds a way to get – that key first down to run the clock out. But um, Kansas City now, the number one seed. And I think that should really 
you know, push their button to keep the foot on the gas all the time. Uh, I think if they can get by the Saints this week, they should win their final two at home. They have the Falcons and Chargers, though. San Diego, not San Diego, Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Chargers <laughs> uh, have come into Kansas City before and made it very uncomfortable. And one thing, Justin Herbert can really throw the football. We know the Chiefs are susceptible to the long pass. Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders proved that earlier this year. But that number one seed is far more important this year than it has been in the past because just one team is going to get that week off and uh, the Chiefs want to have that week off get everybody healthy um, again the defense uh, it just it just seems like they play when they have to play but uh, Frank Clark actually showed up last week he's a guy I've kind of been writing about been on a mm-hmm. little bit it just doesn't seem like he's playing up to his contract uh, Chris Jones can be dominant time but then he takes plays off yep. but Tyron Matthew yeah, he's oh, been yeah. he's been the guy all year he's been their best defensive yep. player and this Saints game is going to tell us a lot. Saints defense had been very good until last week. Uh, I don't know if it was just the unusual style of Jalen Hurts that kind of threw him off because he's a running quarterback. But uh, I, I just think the Saints will give the Chiefs a very tough game this week. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Brees plays. They might be keeping that under wraps. He might be ready to go because they've got to get him back in the lineup before the playoffs. What is interesting, first off, that Chiefs game coming up against the Saints will be on right here on 96.7 KBBE, beginning with pregame at 2 o'clock, kickoff set for 325. Game tonight on uh, TV, Los Angeles Chargers, that you mentioned, going to Los An- Las Vegas Raiders. Both those just are, are hard to say now because you got to get used to it. That one's coming up at 7.20 on Fox as well. But one thing I wanted to get to back to is the reason I think it's very important, and, and I, I heard this during the games I was listening to over the weekend, was you don't want Green Bay and you don't want Buffalo winning and being the number one seats. Right. Reason being is we don't have fans. Like there's not enough fans to really make an impact in these playoff games, but cold weather can. Right. And you do not want to go to Lambeau and you do not want to go to can Buffalo. Can you imagine playing in Buffalo this week? Exactly. I don't know if Buffalo's home this weekend, but they've had a nor'easter blow through yep. there. And I saw a couple feet of snow in, 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 in the Boston area and, and Buffalo always gets – more than about anybody. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm hoping Buffalo is on the road this week. Although it was on the road last week, so uh, generally you don't play very very seldom do you play two games in a row on the road. But if Buffalo's on the road, I don't know how they're going to get that game in. But uh, uh, in fact, if New England's home, uh, you know Philadelphia. If any of those teams are home uh, from the Pittsburgh, New York, New Jersey. You know, area up there, yeah. they have just been inundated with snow. Yeah, so Chiefs got to keep winning, get that number one seed, and hopefully the Packers don't because I can't stand the Packers either way. Either way, it is time for Nathan's Complaint of the Week. As I played the wrong sounder there for a second, um, I did want to get to, and this is a discussion I actually had with Casey and Chuck uh, yesterday uh, when we get to, to it's not really a complaint of mine, but just an observation. I can't stand, one thing is, I'm a Vikings fan. My parents got me a Jared Allen jersey in 2000, I think it was 2009 or 10, uh, for 
the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He played for the Chiefs, obviously, right. before Great that. player for the Chiefs. And one thing I can't stand is when you go on watch t- a game for, on TV and you see someone wearing that old starters jersey with the numbers all faded, and, and it's a player that has played on multiple teams since then. That's why I'm not a fan of jerseys for Christmas presents, unless you're like Chuck and Casey discussing possibly doing the retro jerseys where you have players that are in the Hall of Fame or players that, that have retired or no longer there that's the only way i believe you should ever buy a jersey and i know a lot of people selling jerseys are probably gonna mad at me for saying that but i just don't because it, it just changes so much and you, either you pay a lot to keep up with it or you just look stupid well, i've just i've never bought a player's jersey mm-hmm. an actual player now i've had a t-shirt back many many years ago that had Albert Pujols yeah. name and number, but it was a T-shirt, like a $7 T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, these jerseys are very expensive. I don't know what they go for now, but what are they, like 60 or 70 bucks? Yeah, when my when my parents bought me that jersey, it was like 50 back then. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I wore it probably once or twice, and here's the reason I stopped wearing it, because I was wearing it during the NFL draft when the Vikings drafted Christian Ponder, and that's when I took it off, and I said, I'm done. <laughs> you drafted Christian Ponder that high, get out of and here. Christian so. Ponder ended up being a big well, bust, we, but, we don't like but to he talk had a good-looking wife. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Sam, Sam Ponder, uh, sportscaster, but anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've just never gotten into the whole sports jerseys thing. Now, I'll wear stuff with bullpup logo yeah. on oh it, yeah that's stuff fine like that the chiefs logo logo but i do not wear like you know i don't have a patrick mahomes jersey or a tyreek hill jersey or a yeah. uh, anthony sherman jersey yeah that's who i'd probably want is the sausage but anyway <laughs> uh, i've just never been a jersey but it's a big oh it's, it's a big a- business kids love it i i'm just i'm not a kid anymore yeah yeah so i just don't wear stuff like that as we uh, run out of time here this day in sports 1933 the national football league championship first title game at wrigley field in chicago as the bears beat the new york giants 23 21 the bronco nagurski rule forward pass is legal anywhere behind the line of scrimmage that changed a lot when it came to football going forward uh birthdays on this day 1964 michelle tafoye uh, american sports writer you see her sportscaster rather you see her a lot on espn a 1971 tony richardson nfl fullback for the chiefs i figured chief on there mention him 1978 manny pacquiao uh his birthday as well and then chase utley chase utley to me is like the 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 journeyman he hasn't been in a lot of teams but he just seems so old. he's been around for so long he really has he's been with the phillies in 2008 won the world series there he was on the dodgers for a while so you know happy birthday to him but yeah he's just been a trooper and been everywhere well, you so. talk about tony richardson he was a fullback for the chiefs but he was really known for his work off the field i think he was an nfl man of the year once or twice but uh he was there when uh, you know they had some great running backs and he was that blocking back that always led i think for Reese holmes mm-hmm, maybe I was, uh, I was thinking larry johnson perhaps but tony richardson was that you know tough as nails fullback always did all the dirty work great player for the chiefs again this is our last episode of the year and we will be back in january take a two-week hiatus if you will so we can enjoy the holidays hopefully you all can enjoy the holidays merry christmas happy holidays and just enjoy each other while you can 2020 was rough on everybody we're turning the page next show will be in 2021 and we will catch you on that during that flippity flip until then have an have a great holiday season 
That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs.